Salutations! Welcome to Pod Mortem. I'm Travis Hunter, joined as always by my co-host, my sister, and my brother-in-law. Hi, I'm Renee Hunter Vasquez. Hi, I'm John Paul Vasquez. This week, we're broadcasting live from the Guinall Theater discussing the 2007 supernatural horror film, Dead Silence. This film marked the second collaboration between director James Wan and screenwriter Lee Winnell. While the film wasn't nearly as successful as the pair's previous feature, Saw, it possesses the seeds of what would eventually bloom in both The Conjuring and Insidious film franchises. Though seemingly disowned by both Wan and Winnell due to their negative experiences during the film's production, Dead Silence still remains a spooky, atmospheric feature that has maintained a cult following over the years. This film was suggested to us by friend of the show Gabrielle Trevino, also known as at Cake on Twitter. That's K-O-O-P-Y-K-A-K-E on Twitter. Thank you so much for your support and the suggestion. So, Dead Silence. What were your first impressions on the film? I think the first time I seen this movie, I watched it with my oldest daughter and the kids. Mm -hmm. And it was hard for me to pay attention because I was washing dishes and I was, you know what I mean? I was just doing dad stuff and whatnot. But uh, when I finally got to like sit down and watch it myself, it's not a bad movie. There's a lot of uh, stuff that happens. (laughs) Uh, I do want to point out, and I told your sister, Hmm. is it? coincidence that he looks like sloppy from oh what rl stein yeah it just no he looks just like sloppy (laughs) (laughs) okay i would guess that there was some influence here (laughs) it's not a bad thing no 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 no, i loved goosebumps and uh, although it could also be maybe that slappy was based on a old classic dummy, and they kind of all just did the same thing who knows but But, i i I feel you yeah um (laughs) But I, d- I did like the movie. There's, you know, it's got its ups and downs, but mm-hmm. it's not a bad movie. Uh, there's a lot of funny parts. There's a lot of good things. There's <laughs> yeah. a lot of stuff. But I, I did. I, I overall, it's not bad. I enjoyed it. I like this movie, too. I mean, for the most part, there's some holes. There's yeah. some stuff that doesn't really make sense. Mm-hmm. But there are a couple of visuals that are really like actually creepy the lore of it is pretty cool. Yes, I would. Yes. Um, there's some really great aspects to it, but I think we all have to admit that the execution isn't necessarily, it's definitely not on par with James Wan and Lee Winnell as we know them. What, their output now? Yeah, yeah. or even as before when they yeah, did Saw. Like, let's be clear. Yeah. But um, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Very oddly, I, I have to admit that I love... <laughs> This movie know you so do. much. and But the thing is, is that I'm well aware of the fact that it is not perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's a lot of issues with it. But I feel like this, to me, lays the groundwork for The Conjuring, Insidious. When you look at atmosphere and tone. Yeah, no, I totally agree. You can feel it yes, in this. It's almost like the training wheels that came off for those movies to be made eventually. Yeah. The sad thing to me is I distinctly remember in 2011, I read a blog from Lee Winnell, and it was titled, Dud Silence, The Hellish Experience of Making a Bad Horror Film. Yeah, I know. I looked wow. everywhere to try to read this. So did I. I wanted to reread it yeah, for the show. Yeah, I found some excerpts, but me too. I, not, I, not the whole thing. Unfortunately, I and I think I know why, but I did find some excerpts on uh, Bloody Disgusting and Collider. Mm-hmm. And basically, to shrink it all down, Saw comes out at Sundance, and then their representatives are like, hey, you guys need to make a movie, a second one, just in case Saw fails. Thanks. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
Thanks for having faith in me. <laughs> but so Lee Winnell locks himself in his apartment, comes out with this idea, pitches it to Universal. Universal buys it. He starts writing the script and then they never leave him alone. They come with all this input, studio meddling of fucking course. Yeah, always. And then eventually while they're filming, they bring in script doctors to punch up <laughs> while they're filming. And so this whole experience, he called it the worst experience he ever had in Hollywood. It soured him on making studio films. It's very interesting because he said at the end of the blog, maybe one day I'll make another studio film. But he didn't seem that optimistic. Yeah. But then he goes and on then, to make yeah. The Invisible Man, Universal. <laughs> and Universal were the people that did this. Well, and so I think that's why the blog is gone. Right. That actually makes... They're like, look, this is not a good look. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're not like that anymore. Or I like to think of it a much more positive way of him being like, you know what? These aren't such bad guys at all. <laughs> <laughs> so they just, what, came in and redid what he already wrote? or he... They they added their own input. They changed things. They made them change things. But he said well, they it was horrible. It up. I... Yeah. <laughs> Like just, I, you know what I mean? Like they should have let him just exactly. do what you're doing. You, I would like to see what it was to yeah. begin with. Oh no, me yeah. too. Because there are a lot of moments in this film where, I don't know, I feel like the pacing is off for me. Like it's a very short movie and it moves really fast. Mm -hmm. I can see that. So you don't really care sometimes about the people. Yeah. <laughs> Especially the main character. Like you could literally Photoshop your own face onto him. Like he's, he he's, he's got no He could be a cardboard cutout. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like when you don't put your profile picture on Facebook. And <laughs> Just the outline. <laughs> now, before we make this film into the perfect doll, we would like to issue a warning for spoilers. Podmortem is a very in-depth podcast, and in thoroughly discussing horror films, we have no choice but to spoil a thing or two. If you don't wish to be spoiled, please go watch the film, then come back and enjoy the show. If you've already seen the film or don't care about spoilers, let's try not to scream. So the film begins with the old school Universal Pictures logo from, I guess, the I think it's the 20s and the 30s. Right. I think that that was smart because it feels like this whole film is trying to build the atmosphere of kind of a old school classic no, horror. Yeah, for sure. And it's funny to me because I remember James Wan and Lee Winnell when they were promoting Insidious. They're like, well, we wanted to tell like an old fashioned ghost story. And I'm like, but you guys did already. They're like, we don't talk They're about like, that. We don't, that never existed. <laughs> <laughs> but after the throwback logo, we get a title card that reads, in the sixth century BC, it was believed that the spirits of the dead could speak through the stomach region of the living. So you've got the Latin venter for belly, and low qui to speak. I'm probably pronouncing I didn't I never took a Latin class. So they're saying that the way to a demon's heart is through your stomach? <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's okay. honestly romantic. <laughs> got it, got it. But that's where you get the term ventriloquist. Mm -hmm. So I won't be sleeping tonight. <laughs> so does that mean that the ventriloquists are uh -huh. evil? I or I think it's pretty messed up that they gave made it the voice of the dead. Couldn't it just yeah, be a belly voice? <laughs> Like, we, why does it have to be the dead? Yeah, belly voice yeah, definitely well. sounds <laughs> <laughs> But suddenly we see someone strike a match and light a red candle as the opening credits begin to roll. We see a woman's hands leafing through an old scrapbook going through the photographs inside, one of which is a photo of an elderly woman holding a ventriloquist dummy. There are also drawings that show the design process of the dummies. And there's also eerie, almost music box-like music playing over this sequence, the music was done by Charlie Clouser, who also did music for Saw. Uh-huh. 
But I couldn't help but notice the similarities between this opening song and the song Joseph Bashara wrote for Annabelle. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it kind of put me in the feel of The Exorcist, too. Agreed. Yeah. And it's, again, it's hilarious because I remember with Insidious, I had seen an interview where they had said that they wanted the opening song to be reminiscent of The Exorcist. So it's <laughs> well, like uh, a it lot worked. of these ideas started here. Like you said, it was training wheels to get to where they got. Yeah. But we get the title card, Dead Silence, in bold red over this muted blue footage. That's going to kind of be the color palette of the film. It's Period. A, yeah. <laughs> it. Period. It's a very blue film, except for these red accents, accents very yeah. randomly. And again, in Insidious, that red door, it's like these ideas yeah. here. But we see the hands at work again, drawing frantic sketches of a dummy, then eventually beginning the construction process of whittling and chiseling the wooden face of the dummy. Between the shots of the sketches and the notes that almost remind me of A Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> but what does it mean? <laughs> exactly. We see this woman putting the eyes into the doll, cutting and sewing fabric. And then we see her write in the notebook to make the perfect doll. In the credits, we also see that the cinematographer for the film is John Leonetti, who would go on to direct Annabelle. Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> that's it that's a fact yeah that's about uh our level of excitement yeah, for that on. That's it. <laughs> but we then see the hands constructing the mechanisms of the doll which allow its mouth to open and its eyes to move the woman then dresses the doll in the suit that she's made and we see him in all his glory complete with red lips and thick guy liner <laughs> <laughs> yes and he does look like slappy yeah no well, it's our, slappy <laughs> well he kind of looks like uh Toby in Spider-Man 3, right? <laughs> oh, the- <laughs> it's the guy liner. Yeah. yeah. He looks like Jimmy Carr. <laughs> <He does. laughs> but we zoom into the eye of the dummy and we're engulfed in the blackness that is inside the soul of every ventriloquist dummy. Uh, clearly, yes. <laughs> I'm going to be honest flat out. I think part of the reason why this movie is so successful to me is because ventriloquist dummy is yes. <laughs> <laughs> they scare the shit out of me. And I, I don't know if that's childhood. I never saw an act when I was a kid or anything that like scarred me. But these things freak me the no, fuck out. Yeah. I, I remember when the Goosebumps came out with the slappy one. I can't I even remember yeah. what the hell the name was. But I begged and begged my mom to buy it for me mm-hmm. at the book fair at school. <laughs> and she did. So I read the book and was terrified and mm-hmm. I threw it in my closet and I never picked it up again. <laughs> and I remember cleaning it one time and then I found it and I was like, oh yeah. I was like this. And I I wasn't scared after that. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, between Slappy and the Gabbo episode of The Simpsons, oh we God. really didn't yeah. have a, we didn't have a chance. I thought a whole deal less OBs. <laughs> <laughs> but the pupil of the dummy transitions to the inside of a drain and we see a flashlight beaming at us. Water leaks out of the pipe and onto the face of Jamie Ashen, played by a pre-True Blood Ryan Quanton. First of all, ew, pipe water. But <laughs> secondly, did that feel like the opening of Saw when our first introduction to anything mm. is something going down oh, a drain? Yeah, yeah. This time it's something coming out of a pipe. Are they trying to do like a director's trademark? I, mean, <laughs> I, I start with plumbing, yeah, all right? They're very enthusiastic That's about plumbing. James Wan he used to be a plumber. Hey. <laughs> yeah. But he does react in disgust, and his wife, Lisa, played by Laura Regan, walks in to check the progress of the plumbing job. Jamie says it'll be done soon, considering he promised that he would make her dinner. She's like, yeah, okay, buddy. 
She has no faith in <laughs> no. him at yeah. all. But he then ups the ante, saying it'll be a gourmet dinner. And thankfully, she gives him an out, crawling over to him under the sink and suggesting that they just get takeout. <laughs> it's like, come on. Yeah, you're, you can't cover the shit. <laughs> but they kiss a little bit and they chuckle quite heavily. There's Their relationship is, I guess, supposed to be playful, but they're really playing up how... Yeah. Well, again, because they spend about 30 seconds on every character's <laughs> development. So they have to be like, get it all in. They're happy. Yeah, you better. They're yeah. happy. <laughs> be happier. <laughs> Big smile. Yeah. <laughs> but I think my thing is I feel bad for talking I said a cardboard cutout at the beginning I don't think it's <laughs> it's their performances their performances are not bad Right. I think it's a matter of characterization I agree I just feel like we don't know really anybody enough to care about them. No, no. it's my issue it's like, so he's bad at plumbing he's bad at cooking <laughs> <laughs> but he loves his wife yeah. right, continue good guy this is our hero <laughs> but we get a shot of their front door a shadow darkens the space between the door and the floor, and we hear someone ring the buzzer. Lisa jokes that Jamie is fast, and he <laughs> he looks at her like, you promised you wouldn't joke? Yeah. Oh, the, the takeout. Oh, it was a joke. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. It's not about my... Anyway, but Jamie opens the door, and he finds a large box that's wrapped in what can only be described as in an old-fashioned way. <laughs> but the box has his name written in cursive on the top of it. Lisa asks who it was at the door, and he says he doesn't know. He sets the box on the table and he notices that it does not have a return address. It actually doesn't even have his address on it. So No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, we all like packages, but mm -mm. not like no, that. No, I need a little more information on yeah. my package. Yeah, I need the Amazon swoop or yep. something. <laughs> but Lisa's like, there's one way to find out. And so they rip open the paper, revealing a really worn wooden case. Full of anthrax. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you going to open an unmarked you package? Be careful. This is 2007. This yeah. is after. Oh, Y'all yeah. knew. <laughs> yeah. But they open it to reveal the ventriloquist dummy from the opening of the film resting on pristine red fabric. Lisa jokes that Jamie adopted them a baby. And it's like, you're not treating this with the fright that it deserves. No, yeah. it's a hard no thanks from me. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. That's, that's going to be I mean, like, a no. Did, did you order Goosebumps merch? Okay, yeah, then this shit is going right the fuck in the dumpster. I'd be okay with a Funko Pop, but this is a little too big. <laughs> yeah. Too big oh, no. Yeah. We'd be burning. First of all, we'd burn the doll. Yeah, no, I can't say no enough. Maybe burn the building down just because <laughs> they know where we live now. Just so I don't want another measure. one. Skip town. <laughs> They know where we live. Yeah, that's isn't that dangerous enough? To, oh yeah, I'm afraid. Thankfully, Jamie's like a baby. Have you seen this thing? He reacted normally, which I respected. Yeah. Instead of him being like, "Oh, that's funny." No, like an Annabelle. <laughs> yes, yes. Not to constantly shit on that film, but just saying it deserves it. It does. But Lisa asks who would send him a doll, and he has no idea. He goes through the box trying to find a note, and Lisa picks up the dummy and starts cracking jokes with it. She's a regular Jeff Dunham. <laughs> and by that, I mean, he's she's not funny in this life. No. <laughs> but it eventually reminds her of a poem that she and Jamie heard as children. Jamie oddly says he doesn't remember, which I don't know why he says that, because later he's he won't shut up. about yeah, it. Uh, Maybe he's like, I don't want to talk about it. I, no, I don't yeah. remember that. <laughs> but Lisa says it was about an old woman and her dolls. Then she begins to recite it. Beware the stare of Mary Shaw. She had no children, only dolls. But then she doesn't remember the rest and tries to hit Jamie with a jump scare. But that man is made of stone and does not budge. <laughs> <laughs> he tells her she's having way too much fun, which she is. And she sits the dummy upright in the box. Its skin looks more gray than I noticed before in this shot. Yeah, that doll's pretty ugly. <laughs> like it's, 
You know, you would think it's going to clean up a little bit before it shows up. You would hope. Uh, no, like, it's, no, it's ugly. Like, I don't need to wash my face. Yeah, but, yeah that'd be all right. <laughs> but the shot lingers a bit and its mouth falls open. Jamie and Lisa look at each other a little uneasy. And then I'm thinking suddenly my burn the house down doesn't seem like such a bad idea. <laughs> Not <does it>? at <laughs> all. But in the next scene, Jamie is doing as he was told and snagging some takeout from a nearby Chinese restaurant. It's pouring rain, but Jamie makes it back to his car with the food in tow. Back at the apartment, Lisa's putting the kettle on the stove for some tea, but she's also setting up a scare for Jamie when he gets home. She's placed the dummy in their bed, promising him that if he scares Jamie, she'll give him seven minutes in heaven with her Barbie doll. You don't know where that doll's been. You're going to put that doll in your sheets? And Barbie's probably like, what are you doing, dude? (laughs) (laughs) He's like a lot bigger than those Barbies. Yeah, that's a little strange. But then she laughs and she's like, I'm such a loser. And I'm like, I'm glad you put that line in. Yeah. Because. (laughs) a bit much. Yes. But Lisa heads over to the closet and grabs a pillow. Behind her, we hear footsteps creaking on the floor. She turns around to see that no one's there, but the dummy's head has now turned to face her. Unbothered, she props the dummy up with a pillow and throws a white sheet over him. So now she's full-blown Jeff Dunham because the puppet's racist. (laughs) (laughs) As she's leaving the room, she catches herself in the mirror. She puts a blanket under her shirt, simulating a pregnant belly, and admires her figure. We watch as the camera pans across the living room as music plays. We get a shot of the stereo system as the sound of the music warps and becomes distorted. Lisa hears this and calls out for Jamie. So you mean to tell me (laughs) this random ass doll has shown up? Yes. No return address. That's right. No expectation of it coming. Nope. But you tuck it into your bed (laughs) and then the music starts fucking up and the clock stops. And that's not a... This thing is fucking hot. Like, that's me. That's the first place well, I'm going. Well, you think everything's haunted. We've, we you talked do. about it on several yes. episodes about a shirt incident. Listen, I'm not going to get got. <laughs> <laughs> if you suspect that everything is haunted, you're not going to. I mean. You will live see, in let's, fear. No, let's see how this works out for Lisa. Well, don't. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a case study. All right. Just. <laughs> She heads into the living room and the music stops altogether. A clock ticks very loudly and we zoom in on it as the sound slowly disappears. We then hear the tea kettle going off on the stove and the sound slowly warps, the pitch shifting lower and lower until the steam silently spews from the kettle. Lisa looks bewildered as the entire apartment goes silent. She hears what sounds like giggling coming from the bedroom so she slowly makes her way back. We see the rain pouring outside soundlessly as we once again see the dummy in the bed looking like a tiny sheet ghost. (laughs) So again, along with the rain, the tea kettle, the music, I love the way they play with sound in this movie. I was going to say that's one aspect that I really enjoyed was the dead silence for like (laughs) They live better up term. Yeah. To yeah. That gimmick. I, I did too. I, I liked the way they did that when they would like everything would slowly start it's like to it's slow being down. Sucked and out then, of the yeah. room. Like it it's, I think it's pretty cool. It's it's really effective. And eerie as shit. Yeah. But back to that tiny sheet ghost. <laughs> Lisa is now probably really regretting this joke that she set up, but she makes her way over as flashes of lightning brighten up the room. As she reaches for the sheet, it suddenly whips off the dummy and envelops her. She screams as she's lifted off the ground and thrown several feet out of the room. She lands in the hallway with a sickening thud. She crawls out of the sheet, 
vomiting up blood as she fearfully turns around to face whatever is in the bedroom. I'm like, that it was a hell of a throw if she's oh, yeah. throwing up blood like that. <laughs> it's like internal. Yeah. yeah. God damn. Yeah, dude. no, it fucked her up. But the shot slows down as she is dragged back into the room, speeding toward the camera with the shot closing in on her screaming mouth. And so the dragging by unseen hands shot has been done to death. But in my horror knowledge at the time, and I believe I was like, it was what, 2007? So I'm like 16. (laughs) (laughs) I think this might have been the first time I'd seen anything like this. I can't think of anything that predates it, so I can't argue with you, but... I don't know enough about stars to... (laughs) (laughs) But I know for sure that since then, it has been done to death. Oh, absolutely. And to an annoying degree. And I think there's a lot of scares in this movie that if you look at them through a contemporary lens, you're like, well, yeah, of course. Yeah. But if you think of it at 2007, you're like, damn. You're like, maybe not. That's not bad. (laughs) (laughs) But perfect timing... Jamie arrives back at the apartment with dinner. He also has a rose for Lisa, which I guess he can put on her grave because... (laughs) (laughs) She is no longer with us. No, no, sir. No, ma'am. As Jamie enters the apartment, the sound of the music and the tea kettle have returned. He calls out to Lisa, but gets no answer. He takes the kettle off the stove, grabs a couple of sodas from the fridge, and calls out to Lisa again. From the bedroom, he hears Lisa cheerfully say, I'm in here. Okay, no. (laughs) First of all, that's hilarious. Yes. Secondly, I watched this with captions on Mm -hmm. at Amazon Prime. Oh, yes. So did I. And when she says that, the captions fucking say, not Lisa. (laughs) Can you chill? I was going to wait, but I wrote that down too. I was like, clearly this isn't Lisa. I (laughs) I was laughing out loud. Amazon kind of fucks up a lot in that regard. <laughs> they do. They give away so much shit. So funny, because it does. It says, <laughs> not Lisa. It's, it's like, like, come on. You can you let us yeah, learn that? could have waited a minute. <laughs> we already knew, but damn. Yeah. But he puts the rose between his teeth and carries everything down the hall, because I think he thinks it's going to be dinner in bed. Poor thing. Mm-hmm. Once he gets to the hallway, he nearly slips from all the blood. He turns on the lights and asks what's going on, but Lisa says that she has a surprise for him, and we hear the voice of an old woman echo behind Lisa's. Is this how Lisa typically acts? Because <laughs> he's just like, no. Nice. All right, I guess she's fine. I would like to think that you would know your wife's demeanor. Well, yeah. Right? <laughs> I mean, I'm not coming in the room if there's a body with the sheet over it <laughs> no. and your sister sounds different. You can come out here. Yeah, I was like, I'm gonna close the door. Yeah, we'll eat in the living room. Uh, but the thing is, is that she sounds like a 50s sitcom wife. And <laughs> yeah, I would be like, that's not how. Uh, <laughs> that's no. not you at all. Lisa's very mean. But <laughs> Jamie walks into the bedroom and sees the setup of Lisa's joke is still arranged on the bed. Only now there's a red stain at the center of the white sheet. He hears Lisa laugh behind him, turns around to admonish her, but no one's there. He then returns his focus to the bed, tearing off the sheet to reveal Lisa's corpse sitting upright, her mouth torn open, and her tongue ripped out. He staggers back into the dummy, who is lying on the floor, and lightning strikes as we recede out of the room. A tragedy. (laughs) One would say. Maybe a bigger tragedy, though, is all that wasted Chinese food. (laughs) Because... He's not eating. Damn. No, you're that, right. Yeah. yeah, that sucks. Uh, go for some takeout right now. <laughs> <laughs> I I do want to say, and it took me the entire movie to realize that they did not have a tongue. 
really? I thought she was <laughs> well, just it is like pretty. Yeah, I guess you're right. I was like, damn, she's fucking them up. I was like, what happened? But I was like, I don't know if I saw that Lisa didn't have a tongue. Yeah, I was like, oh, I was like, damn, what? Because her what mouth happened? is so like, well, it's so elongated bloody. Yeah. and it's yeah. super bloody. Yeah, like it's just fucked up on its own. I don't even yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need that. One thing I wanted to point out here is that the camera movements, the swirling around Lisa whenever we discover her body. That's Saw. It's 100% yeah, right? Saw. And you've got these quick edits just like Saw. That's probably the closest we get to this movie feeling like Saw. We'll right. T- we'll talk more at the end. No, yeah, yeah. Because there's certainly something there. At the end, yeah. But this movie has the DNA of Insidious and The Conjuring much more than Saw. Definitely. But we transition from that tragedy through Jamie's eye much like the dummy at the beginning, mm-hmm. seeing Jamie tearfully watch the coroner take Lisa away. We then transition again through Jamie's eye. <laughs> it's like, we get it. You love this. <laughs> it made me think of like watching PowerPoint presentations in high school and everybody using the same transition like, over and over. I really like that. That's like, your favorite. <laughs> but we see Jamie is seated in an interrogation room at the police station as a tear rolls down his cheek. Jamie wipes his tear away as Detective Jim Lipton, played by Donnie Wahlberg, walks in. <laughs> and I wanted to ask, because I know you love Mark Wahlberg. Right. Do you get any residual affection for Mr. Donnie Wahlberg? A little. <laughs> I mean, they don't look exactly the same, right. but they do look kind of similar. So it's kind of, you know, I can't hate them. Right. But I, and I want to say this guy, for me, is tops in this movie <laughs> he is hilarious yeah i feel like he chews the scenery he's oh, like, yeah. 100%. oh yeah he's having the most fun maybe ever <laughs> hell yeah definitely out of anyone on the set that's fair like, he's <laughs> including having a blast. james wan and Lee Manel, apparently but lipton tells jamie he's like you know the, the mistake that you made it was the rose basically saying it's a dog shit alibi yeah he then pulls out an electric razor flicks it on <laughs> And drags it across his stubble. So, (laughs) one thing I do remember reading from Lee Winnell's blog all those years ago. Yeah. Is that this character quirk was never in the script. It was something that the script doctor from Universal (laughs) made them put in. And it's, to me, it's... You know, interesting or whatever, but it's unnecessary. No, yeah. I was going to say, did Donnie Wahlberg just show up on set with it? (laughs) Oh, I like like that. Just keep it. Yeah, Yeah, let me use it. But it's, I feel like this electric razor becomes Lipton's defining characteristic. It really is. He's like, he really wants a smooth face. That's his motivation. Uh, Because that even comes up later. It does. It's it's ridiculous. It's it's a bit much. Yeah. But... (laughs) Jamie asks why he would need an alibi, and Lipton is like, well, your lawyer's definitely going to want you to have one. Your fingerprints are all over the apartment. There's no sign of forced entry, and you're the last person that saw Lisa alive. I'd be like, aren't I supposed to also have a good cop? Like, this guy's <laughs> yeah. fucking abusive. He, and he's bad just called cop, in. bad cop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're short-staffed today, yeah, so... Yeah, so you just got to deal with me. <laughs> But Jamie realizes that he's being suspected of murder and asks Lipton if he thinks that he killed his wife. Lipton says that he doesn't, but he says that Jamie's lawyer is going to need something to move suspicion away from him. That's when Jamie brings up the dummy, which Lipton just sarcastically brushes off. <laughs> he's like, okay. He's like, sure, whatever. Jan. Yeah. <laughs> so 
Jamie explains that in the town where he's from, a ventriloquist dummy is a bad omen and that people believe a dummy brings death to those around them. Okay, question. Yes, you in the front. Hi. Um, <laughs> so you didn't think to bring that up when your wife was fucking with the dummy that just randomly showed up at your door? But the thing is, is that Lisa is from the same town because she said when we were kids. So shouldn't she know that so now- it's a bad omen? And didn't he say that he didn't know anything about it he earlier? He did, like not even two scenes ago. Yeah. Maybe at the Chinese restaurant it jogged. Oh, yeah, fuck no- yeah, that's oh right. shit. Those mean dads. Right. <laughs> Sorry. Keep the change. <laughs> and I think here starts the, wait, what? Of the movie. Yeah. yeah. There's and, a lot of shit like this that does not gel properly. Right. And a lot of exposition dumps. Yes. Yeah. But Lipton's like, yeah, I've never arrested a dummy before, <laughs> but I have arrested several husbands. It's a pretty That's good, a line. good line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> gotta get him be mad. No, <laughs> Jamie insists that the unmarked package showing up is strange, and Lipton counters with the fact that Jamie heard Lisa's voice when he got home, despite the fact that she didn't have a tongue. Even stranger, but he eventually lets Jamie go for now because there's not enough evidence to keep him. Jamie leaves, saying it'll give him a chance to do Lipton's job for him. I thought Lipton was going to be like, never mind, you're under arrest. Right, yeah. sit your ass down. For hurting my feelings. It was this scene where I was like, this dude is either Australian or British. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's the, very Australian. Yeah. Leaser. Leaser, yeah. yes. Or he's a Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I do want to say before we move on is, hmm. so usually when stuff like that happens, don't they like look at you know the suspect's hands and everything around like for a weapon don't they absolutely i mean yeah you didn't look at anything nope there's no he's just like you did it didn't you there's no sign of us you know what i mean like they were struggling his hands aren't cut up or bruised there's no what i think i mean he's right anything tying him to the murder is circumstantial but they'd still take pictures. Yeah. Something. No, they wouldn't they be like something. Absolutely would. No, you're free to go. Yeah. yeah. Just don't leave town. All right. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Back at the apartment, Jamie ducks under the crime scene tape to head inside. He goes into the bedroom and finds the dummy still lying on the ground. Isn't it odd they didn't take the dummy as evidence? Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. Even if he hadn't have brought it up before, it was in the room where the oh, dead no, yeah. wife was. There's probably blood on it. Yeah. <laughs> right yeah but right, he's holding a note saying he did uh, it yeah and they're, <laughs> they're like just leave it it's yeah fine. Uh, no he'll figure that out it's later. his leave it there <laughs> i always thought it was fucked up that they kind of leave crime scene cleanup sometimes to whoever yeah it's like shouldn't that be a part of the job oh no yeah like I figure you would hope yeah. yeah i've never seen it but i think that's what that movie sunshine cleaning is about they start a business to clean up crime scenes because the police don't Oh, yeah. Yikes. But maybe it's... I've never seen it. (laughs) I think I've seen it once. Oh, yeah? And that was it. And I don't remember it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But Jamie goes back into the living room, tossing the dummy on the couch. He notices a small tear in the fabric inside the box that the dummy came in, as well as what appears to be some kind of writing underneath it. He tears through the fabric to reveal a full drawing of a woman on the left side and the dummy on the right side. In between them is written the amazing Mary Shaw and Billy in Raven's Fair. So not only does this lend credence to the poem that Lisa was talking about earlier, but also gives us a name for the puppet, which is Billy, which is also the same yeah. name uh, <laughs> of the puppet and Saw. Uh, just do Billy again. It's yeah. <laughs> they, they've um, expected Billy. Would you not immediately kick that fucker into the creek or... <laughs> 
burn it. <laughs> yeah. Or, I oh, mean, yeah. wouldn't no, you immediately? Absolutely. Nate, I've been talking about burning it for like 20 minutes now. <laughs> Since it arrived. Exactly. So I don't know. He's from Raven's Fair. So I guess the, the next logical thing would be to return there and see what's up. But first things first, we'd burn everything. Well, no, yeah. Yeah. Probably rough it up some, beat it up, and then... <laughs> Interrogate then it. All right, you killed what my wife. You know? Yeah, and then... <laughs> but we then see an overhead shot of Jamie hitting the road. In a very red car. Yes, and that was another thing. Again, this red popping up constantly. Yeah. It's really the only color in the film. It yeah. is. This film is it's, drab as shit. Oh, yeah. It's very drab. But we get a shot inside the car with Billy the Puppet sitting in the back seat, which, no, he would no. be in that box. Right? You'd put him in the box. Oh, yeah. He, his ashes would be somewhere. <laughs> We'd be carrying Billy's urn. <laughs> yes. Again, like hmm. we said in Child's Play, and like we said in Annabelle, mm-hmm. that motherfucker would be in the trunk yes. or something. You don't need to be behind me. No. You're why? not my I child. Can't. Yeah, why? He's in a car seat. Yeah. Gave him a sippy cup. <laughs> But we see Jamie driving across a bridge as the camera pans to the right to zoom in on a sign that reads, Welcome to Raven's Fair, a quiet place to live. Again, with the silence. Yeah, Yeah. but that is a badass name for a town. Oh, absolutely. And this is when it begins to sink into me. This is a straight up gothic horror film. Yeah. Like it is following all the kind of tropes that you would expect. Checking all the boxes. Exactly. And again, I love it. I'm sorry. I do. (laughs) But we move through the sign as we transition to an overhead shot of Jamie's car crossing to the other side of the bridge. We didn't go through an eye this time. (laughs) (laughs) Jamie drives past a row of businesses, all of which are closed. Raven's Fair is basically a ghost town at this point. We then see him drive through an open gate, parking in front of a mansion. (laughs) A shot lingers on a gargoyle at the gate that's kind of sitting there like, it's a living. (laughs) 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 Just thought that was a really odd shot. Well, you just said all the other stores are closed down. <laughs> it's I mean, true. It's gotta work. Like, Gargoyle's gotta get some. Yeah. I gotta pay the rent. Okay. But um, uh, the other red that I forgot to point out was Billy's bow tie. Oh, oh you're yeah. right. Yeah. But we dip down from the sky to reveal Jamie standing in front of the mansion. He straightens his jacket before he approaches the front door and knocks. Ella Ashen, played by Amber Valletta, greets him with a hug and gives her condolences for Lisa's death. Sidebar. Jamie does one of my biggest pet peeves on the planet Earth. He knocks on the door and then turns, turns around. around. <laughs> Why would you do that? They want to, oh, hi. Yeah. And he does. I don't understand. He turns around surprised that the door gets answered like, like you oh, knocked. Like you didn't knock on hi, it. Hi, Mark. What the fuck? I hate it. But Also, this lady hmm. immediately came off weird to me. Oh, oh yeah. It's like, can, oh, we, yeah. can I have a crumb of boundaries, please? Like, yeah. No, it, it, she came off very odd and it's extra weird because ella says she's glad to have jamie home but then apologizes realizing that they haven't even been introduced yeah i didn't like it she then officially introduces herself as jamie's stepmother and it's like wow this family's wicked estranged yeah clearly yeah you would think you know if one of your parents got married again <laughs> that you would at least and you know don't even, you don't even hear yeah. about it no not a word and she's like, oh, by the way, I'm with yeah. your father. I live <laughs> oh, here now. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> this is my house. So, But Jamie doesn't really regard her at all and just asks if his father's home. As he heads inside, Ella explains that there are some things that he needs to know about his father, but Jamie says he knows all he needs to know. We hear Jamie's father shout down from the second floor, and Ella tells Jamie that things aren't the way they used to be and that he's not going to fight Jamie anymore. Jamie's like, well, then you're not married to my father. So again, 
Shit's not great. We, we yeah. get it. Like, we get it. You have problems. <laughs> we get it, dude. <laughs> but as Jamie makes his way upstairs, we hear his father call out to Ella again. So Jamie makes his way into a room with Ella to find Edward Ashen, Jamie's father, played by Bob Gunton, in a wheelchair, which he says is stuck. So this is obviously the warden from Shawshank, but yeah. he's also Junction Jack from... Yes! See, I was going to say that, and I was like, nobody Greg knows the what the bunny. fuck that is. <laughs> As if we didn't have such niche fucking <laughs> comments already. You guys remember that show that lasted for one year on Fox? <laughs> but Ella rushes over to turn the chair around. She takes an oxygen mask off of Edward's face and stands behind him as he addresses Jamie. Jamie asks what happened, and Ella explains that Edward had a stroke two months ago. Again, he had no idea, but he's like, why didn't you tell me? He's like, well, you didn't answer my calls. So I was like, well, yeah. I guess it's your yeah. fault then. What if he's he was like, trying? He's like, send, I had a stroke. Send a raven. <laughs> <laughs> but Edward apologizes to Jamie for the loss of his wife and says that he's a changed man and wants to help. He says that he can call the funeral director, which is the least he can do. And Jamie's like, you've done the least you can do my whole life. It's like, yeah. Jamie, honey. <laughs> we got it, guy. <laughs> oh, my God. He's trying to apologize to you. Yeah. It was this scene that I was like, this dialogue is not great. <laughs> well, yeah, I, there's a few far, times. Yeah, I was yeah. trying to give it the benefit of the doubt. But here I'm like, all right. Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's some there's some cool lines in this film. There are some good lines, but. This isn't working. No, it ain't the working, Charlie. Of the dialogue it ain't working. Is just, <laughs> yeah, I I think at some point I looked over at your sister and I was like, "This dialogue is Thank bad." God. Yeah, it's, like, it's rough. But Edward says that he hoped that they could move on from their past. But Jamie says that he's not here to talk about that. Instead, he asks about the poem that Lisa was reciting earlier. He says, "Beware the stare of Mary Shaw. She had no children, only dolls. And if you see her in your dreams, Ella finishes the poem." Be sure you never, ever scream. Ella and Edward say it's just an old superstition, but Jamie believes it to be more. Now, he said he didn't know the poem, and now he knows an extra line <laughs> from the poem. <laughs> that Lisa didn't no, know. No, she did not say that part. <laughs> it's like, come on, maybe the drive up, he's like, what the fuck was that? Oh, and if you see, that's right. So oh. I'm like, did he really come here to ask if his dad remembered this poem? He could have called. Like they, yeah. they don't even no talk shit. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody true. in town knew it, right? Like you yeah. could ask anybody. In the town. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't, that's I don't know. made it up on the way over there. <laughs> like, oh, I think that's what that yeah, is. Fill in, the blank. Sure. fill in the blank. But Ella asks if they can set up a room for Jamie, but Jamie puts the kibosh on that idea. He says that he's not staying long and he has a funeral to prepare. He storms out against his father calling out and Ella follows him to the staircase saying that his father has changed. So Jamie points to a portrait on the wall, saying that his mother used to be in that one, but Edward had her painted out after he drove her to kill herself. The fuck? <laughs> he points to another portrait, saying his second wife used to be in that one, but she was smart enough to leave. We see a third portrait of Ella and Edward, and Jamie says it's a good thing she's going to outlive him because then there will be no one to paint her out. So, okay. The mother of his child. Yes deceased mm -hmm. he has her painted over in the family picture <laughs> yeah, like, Can we yeah, just make a chair the there? <laughs> yeah something and, and leaves it up 
Mm-hmm. His second wife leaves him. He has her painted over and leaves it up. Why don't you just throw <laughs> these away? <laughs> yeah. What? I was like, this is petty level on 10. Like, I mean, <laughs> uh, I, I had to ask your sister because I was like, so are they just all killing themselves? What the hell? I was like, what's happening? His mom killed herself. Just the one. Yeah. And then the second yeah, wife is like, this one, dude's an asshole. <laughs> yeah. And she leaves. left. And split. But mm-hmm. both of them, he's like, take him out. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you more than anyone would ex- respect that level of pettiness. That's the sad part. <laughs> You're like, Edward's, okay, Edward's my favorite character. But at the Walker funeral home, Jamie meets with Henry Walker, the funeral director, played by Michael Fairman. Before heading inside, Jamie notices Marion, Henry's wife, played by Joan Heaney, playing with a taxidermied crow. She's like petting it. Yeah. Yeah. It's upsetting. In that short shot, it, we immediately gather Marion is suffering from dementia. Right. right. But inside, Henry apologizes for Jamie's loss, and they go through choices of caskets. Henry tells Jamie he'll pick Lisa up tonight after the police release her body. We then see Jamie pulling into a motel, the sign for which looks like something out of the carnival. It does. Very much so. Like, I love this town's aesthetic, but <laughs> I don't know if I like, could you say yeah. that every day? <laughs> it's a bit much. Yeah. Inside the motel room, Billy is seated at the window the red light of a neon sign blinking through the window on his face. Wouldn't you leave him in the trunk or something? I wouldn't give him his I own chair. Well, yeah, that's... <laughs> so he just killed your wife, dude. Yeah. Why are you hanging and out? And you think that. It's not like he doesn't suspect that the doll has something to do with no, it. Oh, yeah. He thinks that that happened. Just and crack still he's open like, a beer and here you go. Yeah, let me he's give like, you a yeah. view out the window. It's like, what do you want to watch? You wanna yeah. <laughs> So, and again, he literally came here just to ask his dad about the poem. He didn't bring the doll inside. No. Yeah, I didn't even think about you know? that. Why yeah. would he even brought the damn thing inside? To be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, did you send me did this? Did you yeah. send me yeah. this? Yeah. You're from here? Yes. I don't know, man. Nobody does. <laughs> <laughs> but Jamie sits in bed looking at a photo of Lisa that he had in his wallet. Jamie puts it on the nightstand, shutting off the lamp and wiping his eyes. The red light of the neon sign bleeds into the room and we hear it buzz as it flashes on and off. Jamie rolls over on top of the covers, by the way. Unacceptable. (laughs) (laughs) But he tries to get some sleep. The camera pans right from the bed over to the window where Billy is sitting and the sign continues to blink. We see and hear the slow drip of water in the bathroom sink and then we get a shot of Billy's face as he stares out the window. Suddenly, the buzzing of the sign distorts until it's silent and as Billy's eye looks over at Jamie, we see and hear the dripping of the sink do the same. Again, they're really doing this gimmick justice. Yeah, yeah they are. Fantastic. But Jamie rolls over in bed, and we hear the voice of an old woman call his name. He opens his eyes to see Billy directly in front of him, but as he lurches up, he obstructs the camera just enough to eventually reveal a shot in the mirror where we see that Billy is still sitting in the chair across the room. Again, kick that fucker into the corner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Days ago. <laughs> Are you out of your mind? Yes. But Jamie hears raspy, labored breaths as he turns around to actually face the chair. In the chair sits Mary Shaw, played by Judith Roberts. As the neon sign continues to blink, the room goes from red to pitch black. Red to pitch black. In this alternation, we see Mary sit upright, and she eventually moves her face through the curtains. Jamie rushes to turn on the lamp, and when he does, he turns around to see Billy seated in the chair and the buzz of the neon sign has returned. Of course. Yeah. She, though, mm-hmm. is good and creepy. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like, I want to make that clear. I know we're having some fun with this movie. <laughs> no, no, she is. She She's is fantastic. creepy, yeah. When this was all happening, I was like, holy shit. I was like, you know, this lady, you know, she's 
scary as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but then I thought, maybe she's just trying to get him a PS5. So she wants a little, uh, <laughs> I used to, you know what I mean? She's like, well, hey, come here, Jamie. That is not the way to go about it. <laughs> Knock on the door yeah, first. Well. Jesus. Yeah, but then if he sees her, he's going to be like, no, no, no. <laughs> Never mind. Never <laughs> Wait till it's dark. The dark. <laughs> there are a couple of things I want to point out here. This is very similar to a scare in Insidious with the curtain, if you recall. Yes. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. But it's even more similar to a scare featured in the film Lights Out. Which James Wan produced. Hmm. So it's Maybe. like, I mean, he, all right. I feel know, like James Wan knows what works. Yes. And he's like, well, no, it's going to be in here, but yeah. <laughs> we'll just find wait. another. Yeah. I just, my thing is, it's like this film really feels like the bridge to For a ton sure. of things. Yeah. And it bothers me that it seems to get none of the credit whatsoever. It really doesn't. Right? <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, no joke. I don't know if you guys have seen Lights Out, but it's literally a, a neon sign that blinks. I haven't seen and Lights it's Out. it's dark and it's literally this scare. It's this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to say that I've seen it. I just, I don't remember. <laughs> like, because it sounds, it sounds really familiar. Right. It sounds like a movie that I've seen, but I just don't remember. It's not I bad. Yeah. Maybe we'll cover it on the show. Maybe. Maybe we will. Let us know. <laughs> but in the next scene, we see Henry driving the coolest looking hearse of all time <laughs> through the foggy Raven's Fair night. He arrives at the funeral home and brings Lisa's body inside. I really don't know if this is morbid or not, but I've always wanted to drive a classic looking hearse like this. I mean, yeah, it's morbid, but it's also cool as shit. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I did. Right? I did. There's a guy who has one fixed up here in town. Yes, yeah, I've, I've seen, seen it. him. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's very funny you mention that because back when we all worked together, I went outside to take a picture of that hearse and everybody thought I was weird when I came back inside. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, inside the funeral home, Henry gets his tools ready and he unzips the bag. After he sees Lisa's face, he takes a step back, frightened. He says, no, it can't be. Now, you're telling me that they didn't warn him about yeah, this? Yeah, nobody told him this. <laughs> like, her face is fucked <laughs> up, yeah. dude. They didn't tell him anything. <laughs> they were just like, well, you know, uh, it's like one of those mystery bags at Comic-Con. Right. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> But we then hear Marion's whispers echoing through the room. Henry goes over to, I guess, a crawl space situation. And he, yeah. Okay. He tells Marion that he told her not to go down there anymore. Marion replies with, she's here now. I know it. Henry shines a flashlight into the darkness and onto Marion, and he convinces her to come out. He then returns to Lisa's body after Marion goes off to bed, and he grabs his camera to take a photograph. In the flash, we once again see Lisa's tongueless mouth in a scream. It's interesting the way it's done in the flash, though. Yeah. It's funny because it's like, yeah, we know, but (laughs) (laughs) we saw it. It's still creepy and cool to see again. But in the next scene, we're at Lisa's funeral. It's pretty standard fare, with the exception of Ella being dressed like the lead singer of Evanescence. (laughs) (laughs) My question is, why is she there? Um, I I feel like that's really inappropriate, unless for her to be there. Yeah, she didn't even know her. She didn't even know him. She didn't even yeah. know him. <laughs> but I mean, Raven's Fair, oddly, it seems like there's eight people that live here. I yeah. guess. I just still feel like just because you're in the neighborhood, you don't pop into a <laughs> no. funeral. You know, oddly, I'm, <laughs> I hate saying this. I'm glad I said that. But <laughs> <laughs> I think that's one of my issues with this movie is I would have loved if this town was a little more populated. 
Oh, yeah. It's a ghost you know? town. Yeah. And then they can kind of, he doesn't just have his dad and Henry to bounce ideas off of. That's all. There's another like family or something, oh, people he something. grew up with, that he can talk to them about Mary Shaw. You know? No, there's no one. There's literally yeah, nobody here. because if they grew up there, they would know people. Yes. Yeah. And how is the funeral home still in business, if nothing else? I, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look Sorry, so no, do not. But Jamie lays a rose on the casket. I'm wondering if that's the rose he brought home. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> that's dark. But he lays an egg roll on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> I know you loved chow mein, <laughs> but that's fucked up. After he after he does that, he goes walking into the woods. Off in the distance, he sees a woman walking off on her own. When he goes to follow her, he's accosted by Marion, who asks if Jamie saw Mary Shaw when she killed his wife. He's like, what? Then he, that was a bit much. What? <laughs> That's exactly how he said exactly, it. Exactly, yeah. But she starts to recite the poem. Henry catches up to them, telling Marion to leave Jamie alone. And Marion keeps repeating that no one is safe and tells Jamie that he needs to bury the doll. As Jamie continues on, he finds Mary Shaw's grave and the music swells. I would shit my pants. Oh, absolutely. And then immediately bury the doll. <laughs> yeah. Like, my, I think my thing is like, Fucking Edward is saying that it's an old superstition, but that's her grave right there. No, yeah, yeah she existed. She did exist. Yeah. I guess the ghost story is what they're like. Okay, right. that's when you start taking liberties. Yeah. <laughs> but that night, Jamie snags Billy from the motel room. He also learns his name from an etching on his neck, but we already know his name from the... That, thank you, because that was my... It was like an aha moment, but it's like you fuck, you yeah. saw his name next to his picture. <laughs> you you, that you saw his it. Facebook profile. Yeah. It's not... <gasps> Billy? Oh. It's like you knew. But he and the dummy hit the road. Billy rides passenger. Yeah, he got upgraded to shotgun, which yeah. I don't... Well, he didn't kill him last night, so he's like, <laughs> oh, all right. maybe you're cool. I don't know. You're in charge of the radio. (laughs) (laughs) But as per usual, things go eerily silent as Billy's eye peeks over at Jamie. When Jamie looks over, Billy is facing forward. So I guess he's flirting like an evil dead. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But they eventually arrive back at the Raven's Fair Cemetery and Jamie grabs Billy and heads back to Mary Shaw's gravesite. We see a wide array of gravestones with single names on them, complete with an engraving of MS at the top. And complete with James Wan fog. Yes, I I love it, honestly. (laughs) I literally put the next line, panning across the incredibly foggy cemetery. (laughs) (laughs) He can't help himself. No. Jamie finds Billy's gravestone and begins to dig. Inside, Jamie finds an empty casket and asks, who dug you up? Did did he need to (laughs) sit him down to make him watch him dig that grave? Probably not. He's like, you sit right there. (laughs) You watch this because I'm putting your ass back. Had that thought never occurred to him before this moment? Well, he already asked. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> but just then, Billy's mouth creaks open by itself and the entire cemetery goes silent. Jamie doesn't have time for that bullshit, though, and just throws Billy into the casket. Before he can close the lid, though, Billy's head turns, there's snaps to yeah. face him. He closes shop and hightails it back to the car. The first smart thing that he's done this yes. entire movie. But... Before he can start the engine, shadows begin to whip around the vehicle, and we also hear laughter. Jamie turns to see Billy is standing outside of his window. He stupidly, we just said he was smart. No, yeah, he goes right back to dumb. Stupidly gets out of the car to check it out, but sees nothing and leaves. Why the hell would you do that? I, I would just know. drive away, right? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no, yeah. Not my problem. This anymore. is the cemetery. Yeah, no. This is the grave, <laughs> the grave yeah. digger's problem. It's groundskeeper Willie's problem. <laughs> <laughs> 
Getting the fuck out of here. Absolutely. Back at the motel, Jamie washes his face in the bathroom. But when he comes out, not only does he find Billy sitting on his bed, but Detective Lipton is sitting in Billy's chair by the window. Yes, that's Billy's chair. (laughs) How the hell did he get in there? Well, later on, we see... We'll talk because there's a moment. <laughs> but he's sitting there all casual, like. It's like I'll wait Why till he's was he done watching him take face. a shower? He's like, "What are you, like, Billy?" He's like, "I'll Scrub wait." Scrub my back. <laughs> what are you doing? But Lipton is correct because he's basically like, "I told you not to leave town." He did yeah. tell him not to leave town. That's the only thing he That's told him. That's all he to- said. <laughs> but Jamie simply responds and says that he came back to Ravens Fair to bury his wife. But Lipton's like, why did you also bury Billy? Saying that Billy is evidence in a capital crime. So again, why didn't they take Billy as evidence if the lead yep. detective on the case yep. is saying that this is evidence? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but Lipton then picks up Billy and asks Jamie why he buried him. And he's actually pretty decent at working the dummy. He is. I'm I, like, uh, does everyone know how to do I, that? I thought that <laughs> yeah. too. I was like, he's not going to put his hand up that puppet's ass like, and yes, work he, it. And he <laughs> does. Yes, yeah. He and, and again, does well. you just oh, said yeah. this is evidence, but you're playing with it. You're putting yeah, your fingerprints. Your fingerprints we'll exclude my it. fingerprints, I mean, right? I, I just, I don't get it. <laughs> but Jamie just repeats what he said earlier at the station about the doll arriving at his apartment under suspicious circumstances. He says it came from that cemetery, so he was honestly just putting it back. It's like, okay, don't get smart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he reluctantly tells Lipton about the local legend of Mary Shaw and how she was buried with her doll collection. But Jamie says, be sure to never scream if you see her. And Lipton's like, okay, well, let me guess. You end up without a tongue. Guess your wife didn't listen then. And Jamie's like, motherfucker. That's too much. (laughs) It is way too much. But why was that? Why did he feel that poem was relevant to tell this detective who clearly doesn't believe a word you're saying? Yeah, he doesn't give a shit. It's like, no, listen, there was a poem when we were a kid. It's like, Mm -hmm. he does not, he doesn't care. You already told him about the puppet and he's literally looking at the puppet. He he still doesn't believe you. Uh, It makes me, uh, it's another thing that I remember reading from that blog is Lee Winnell said that they kept insisting on all these exposition dumps constantly. It's like, if you don't trust your audience to pay attention, yeah, that's, that's on the audience. That's not on feel, you to keep repeating it. I feel like that's something we've come back to again and again. The mm-hmm. difference between a film that respects its audience to think and figure shit out and a yeah. film that is like, no, we really have to break it down for them. And I feel like at this time, there was a lot of, no, we really have to break it down for them. Absolutely. So, I mean, early 2000s horror. Yeah. I do feel bad though for Lee Winnell because. No, that sucks. He's, he trusted us. <laughs> <laughs> but Jamie stops, I guess, wanting to kick Lipton's ass after <laughs> Lipton reminds him that apparently assaulting an officer is against the law. Well, damn. So sorry, Jamie. But Jamie says whoever sent him the doll either killed his wife or knows who did. Lipton admits that that's certainly a theory. (laughs) (laughs) But he says he's taking the doll with him, considering he's evidence, which he does. Lipton actually has the room next door. And there's a little sitcom hijinks over Lipton's (laughs) use of the word neighbor. Yeah, (laughs) Neighbor? Neighbor. And then he salutes with the doll. I was like, he did not have to get the literal next room. (laughs) No, he did. (laughs) It's fucked up. But the next morning... Lipton is shaving again. Is this man an actual werewolf? <laughs> <laughs> he's Homer Simpson. Because he's he closes stu- the thing yes. and it just grows right back. He's still stubbly, like as yeah. he's shaving. Yeah. The thing is, is that he asks Billy, he's like, what's your secret to your smooth skin? <laughs> he's really into that doll. Huh? Oh, yeah. And I, I just imagine Lee Winnell sitting in the theater at the premiere just fucking getting mad. Yeah. Damn it. I swear if he brings up that fucking razor one more time. <laughs> But he then gets into his police car and drives away. 
Jamie, not wasting any time, just walks right into Lipton's room and snags Billy. So that's what I was talking about. Like these ho- these oh, motel yeah, rooms we don't- just aren't locked. <laughs> oh, we don't have locks here. Oh no. It is a motel. <laughs> <laughs> but we see him drive back to the Walker funeral home and he confronts Marion with it, asking why she said Mary Shaw killed Lisa. Marion gets up and bails immediately. <laughs> And Henry comes out to talk to Jamie. He asks him why he has Billy and tells him that he's not supposed to have him. He says it's hers. Jamie's like, who's? Mary Shaw's? And Henry's like, ooh. Yeah. We must not be named. Exactly. <laughs> we, don't, we don't do that here. Not at all. And then he says, we don't say her name. And Jamie's like, well, maybe you should try. I'm like, all right. <laughs> so in the next scene, Henry tries. We see Henry, Jamie, and Billy seated inside the parlor. Henry tells him there are things you remember and there are things you can't forget. Great line. Yeah. I just don't, again, I don't understand why they keep sitting Billy into conversations like, well, <laughs> like part, <he's>, yeah. He, <laughs> he has a cup of tea and no. But part of me is like, well, where else is he going to go? Are you going to seat him in the car? Leave him in the trunk. Leave him in the trunk. In the trunk. I can't trust him to stay there. I kind of want to keep my eyes on the motherfucker. I mean, well, then do they have a tie um, him up, put him in a bag, do something. A cremation oven there? What, like Toss Chip Block from King there? of the Hill? There, yeah, there you go. <laughs> but henry says that her name was mary shaw the ventriloquist who lost her voice henry begins to tell a story from his childhood and we get this neat like flickering transition right it's got film grain and it takes us back to the guinol theater of his youth i loved that it's fantastic yeah i I really loved that yeah Sidebar, young Henry is played by Keir Gilchrist, who played our favorite punching bag, Paul, in It Follows. No. Oh, he, d- yeah. he did look familiar. We <laughs> roasted the yeah. shit out of that kid. <laughs> but I just want to point out as well, I really love the look of this theater. Yeah. Really, all the set design in this film has been pretty neat, down to the mansion, to... Just everything. Yeah. The cemetery and the gothic decorations. I love it. Oh, yeah. But we see the crowd take their seats and applaud. On stage, the show begins as Mary Shaw drags a chest onto the stage. She opens it, revealing it to be empty, then calls out for Billy. We hear Billy answer from the back of the theater that she won't find him. He's like, you won't find me, mother. (laughs) (laughs) But Mary points to Henry and asks him to check under his seat where Henry does find Billy. Just laid out. (laughs) Mary asks Henry to bring Billy to her, which he does to the applause of the audience. Billy thanks him by name, and Mary asks if his name is in fact Henry. Man, fuck that doll. Uh, Yeah, Henry. Oh, yeah. No. no. He's like, "Uh uh-huh. Like, yes. (laughs) But Mary says her boy must have his eye on Henry, and instead of screaming, (laughs) the audience applauds. Instead of fleeing the theater. Exactly. That's not creepy at all. That's witchcraft or something i don't know but mary goes on with her act and she's actually really good she really is like it's pretty impressive but then some little asshole in the crowd shouts out that he can see her lips moving man fuck that kid everyone shushes him well which is good they're like we're trying to watch this This, we don't have tv (laughs) (laughs) when they shush him he's like what (laughs) (laughs) and so billy's eyes peer over at him and mary's like who said that it's some kid named Michael, and Billy seems pretty wounded about it. No, Billy's coming for that ass. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. But Mary's like, look, let it go. There will always be doubters. 
But then she and Billy begin to argue with their voices overlapping. And Billy's basically like, no, bring his ass up here. Yeah. I will show you what it's like. I thought that was so funny. This is yeah. the most unprofessional. <laughs> like, holy shit. But again, with this argument going on, their voices overlapping, the audience again applauds instead of screaming. And... <laughs> Henry just looks incredibly uneasy in his seat, knowing that something is wrong. Well, as everyone should have known. Yes. But Mary looks over at Michael, who actually does look afraid, and asks, now, who's the dummy? Back in present day, Henry explains that Michael went missing a few weeks after. (laughs) And he's like, and we always felt Mary Shaw played a role in it. But not long afterwards, Mary was murdered. But... In her will, she requested to be buried with her dolls, or her children as she called them, all 101 of them, and Mary was then brought to his father's mortuary to obey her final request. Not only did Mary want to be buried with her dolls, she wanted to become a doll herself. Uh, Okay. Um, (laughs) If there are any morticians Uh listening. Yeah, there you go. What the fuck? Like, who would actually do this? Well, she'll Mary will never know whether or not she became a doll. She won't. And also, like, aren't people scared of her? Like, she's some well, villain or something? Here's here's the thing that got me is it's like, okay, she killed Michael, so let's go kill her. Oh, she wants to be turned into a doll? Gotcha. All right, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> like is this some Freddy Krueger situation yeah. where everyone's kind of in on it and then they're like, well, it was well, my last uh, wish. Yeah. Like, we might as well do it. But <laughs> I do not understand. Also, any morticians, please tell us some creepy stuff. Yeah. What have you had to do? Yeah, no shit. (laughs) But there's also a really neat shot here of present day Henry narrating within the same frame of the flashback as we see young Henry sneaking downstairs in the dark. It reminded me a lot of the flashback narration situation that we talked about on the Tales from the Dark Side episode. Yeah. I thought that was really neat. Yeah. But we see young Henry sneaking down into the mortuary as lightning flashes. Henry walks past Billy, who is seated on the counter, and approaches the table with Mary's casket on it. He stands on the ledge of the table. I don't know what the fuck you call mm-hmm. that. <laughs> like the legs. I don't know. Right. Sure, whatever. All right. Regardless, he stands up there to take a look Stare inside. <laughs> exactly. But he takes a look inside the casket. But before he can see her face, the whole table just comes tumbling down. He falls to the ground and Mary's body falls right next to his. We see that she has been turned into a puppet and her mouth opens and lets out a screech. Henry crawls away, fearing for his life, as lightning flashes, and we see that Mary is gone. Henry then looks up to see Mary is now standing with a large smile on her face, slowly gliding towards him. It looks great. Oh, yeah. But that was his fault. Oh, no, it was 100%. It was absolutely his fault. He never should have done any of that. No. (laughs) (laughs) But he closes his mouth to hold in a scream just as his father rushes in and turns on the light. He sees that the casket has fallen and that Mary is still on the floor and he checks on his son. Back in present day, Henry shares a collection of photographs of families from Raven's Fair over the years since Mary's murder. They've all apparently been found dead without their tongues. Jamie cycles through the photos of the families who have been eerily posed in family portraits. Yeah, like back in the day. Yeah, and they, that used to be a yeah. thing. I yeah. did, I read today that in some cultures, this is still done, which is very intriguing to me. It is. That's weird. Yeah. But I think they say that they it's in cultures where cremation is prevalent. Ah, all right, all right. So they can have one last photograph. They take the that photo makes sense. and they, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Very intriguing to me. But Jamie is absolutely disgusted. <laughs> he has no room for culture in his life. 
And he's like, how could you take these? And he's like, I have to. Yeah, it's for my it's job. job. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a hobby. So like, you came to my fucking house. But <laughs> he asks Henry who would have dug up Billy and sent him to him. Henry says nobody in town would because they're all afraid of the legend, which I don't know who else is in town, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jamie confirms that Mary Shaw used to live at the Guinol Theater and against Henry's protest says he's going there to find answers. We zoom into a map behind Marion and get a transition of Jamie driving to Lost Lake where the theater is. Again, great name for the... Yeah. I mean, come on, right? Yeah, I was particularly happy with this because hmm. as I'm playing Days Gone, that's one of your camps. No shit. Oh, like, that's funny. Yeah. On, man. <laughs> but in the next scene, we see Lipton arriving at Mary Shaw's grave with a shovel saying he's here to check on the kids. Is he a real detective? I don't, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to need to see a badge. Please, something. Yeah, no, like, I have not all. seen a badge no. at all. <laughs> but we see him begin to dig as Jamie arrives at the theater. The bridge to the theater is out, so Jamie has to get across with the use of a rowboat. Jamie heads inside, and it is absolutely dilapidated. He hops on stage, fingering the keys of an absurdly out-of-tune piano before heading backstage. I swear, if an old piano pops up into a film, someone's going to play it. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they can't no help way, it. No. But Jamie climbs up, and he makes his way across some rickety rafters. No, sir. Yeah. Why are you going across a busted-ass catwalk? Uh, I, I can't help I, you. I, I like, thought the same the thing when it cut to that scene of him up there. I yes. was like, why are you what up are there, you dude? Doing? I was like, what the hell? Well, I mean, there's nothing else down there. <laughs> no, know? but... I guess. He's like, I already played the piano. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he had to play the piano to open the door. <laughs> exactly. And, yeah. He played Moonlight Sonata. <laughs> <laughs> but behind the door are, I guess, Mary Shaw's living quarters complete with a long hallway and windows with curtains flowing in the breeze. This is just a flat-out gothic horror film. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But Jamie reaches Mary's apartment, I guess. I don't know what to call it. It's covered in cobwebs and looks incredibly run down. He then finds a doll on the ground, picks it up, and pulls the string. The doll says, Mama, but the voice grows more and more distorted with each repetition. Jamie then finds a chest and opens it. Inside, there are a bunch of newspaper clippings as well as a book. As he opens the book, we see Mary Shaw's silhouette in a mirror walking by in the background. Jamie sets the book down on a desk and he starts leafing through it. This is clearly the book from the opening credits. It is. Yeah. We see all those photos and drawings and diagrams and especially her note that says to make the perfect doll. Did anyone notice, though, while he's flipping through this book, his nails? No. He They're fucking mm -mm. ashy and like dusty well, looking. Well, his name is Jamie Ashen. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's living up to Well, it. he's fucking Ashen. <laughs> That's a verb I now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the hell? Well, they, I look, mean, they look real He real had bad. the fucking row across this thing. Then they yeah. should be wet. I was just surprised. His nails should be wet? <laughs> From the water. Oh, wow. They shouldn't be dusty. That's all I'm saying. I was just surprised. There's a whole ass house up there. Yeah. She, yeah. Was, like, no, she was living it up. Yeah. And I get it. You know, he's going for answers or whatever. But mm -hmm. you had to cross a fucking moat to get over here. <laughs> no, no, I'm Shouldn't good. Shouldn't that be enough? Yeah. There's some things man's not meant to know. No. Yeah. But Jamie flips the page and he sees newspaper clippings of that boy, Michael, who went missing. It's revealed that his name was Michael Ashen. <gasps> so shit. <laughs> Just as he realizes he was related to this little motherfucker, the entire room goes silent. Mary Shaw's murdered body appears in the mirror sitting in a chair, but when Jamie turns around to the chair, she's gone. So 
I normally hate jump scares. And the reason is because they're usually really lazy Mm -hmm. and very easily telegraphed. Yeah. The reason I did not like this jump scare is because it made me jump so hard I almost knocked over my coffee. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't like this one because it was scary. Yeah, it it got me. Get out of here. (laughs) It genuinely got me. And I... Jump scares, I'm usually just sitting right. there bored, but I'm like, no, oh. No, I'm, I'm the one that hits the ceiling. Yeah, you're not? No. <laughs> <laughs> but with good reason, Jamie breaks the fuck out of there. Back at the funeral home, Henry hears Marion in the other room talking to somebody. She's asking the person to leave them alone, and she says that she didn't do anything, but the voice replies, yes, you did. <laughs> Henry's like, not in my house, and starts <laughs> walking towards the sound of the voices. When he gets back to the parlor, he sees that Marion is talking to Billy and he snaps into action. He yells at her, he grabs the puppet, and he takes Billy back to the mortuary. So Jamie just left it there. <laughs> I guess he's like, watch it's like, him. Can you watch Billy for a couple yeah. hours? <laughs> Fuck that. Take your doll with you. Nuh-uh. Like, don't leave that. In yeah, my no, home. no, yeah. He well, already, you forgot something. No, they were afraid of yeah, it. Henry and they said, know what it is. He's like, you're not supposed to have that, but I'll watch I'll take it for it. you. <laughs> oh, and then see, that's where the uh, where you cremate. The yes, exactly. Throw them in yes, there. Burn it. Yes. But he sits Billy on the counter and turns on the lights. Billy's eyes creak as they watch Henry pick up a shovel. Billy is king of the damn side eye. Oh, he's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's not here for any of it. Not at all. Henry then hears Marion crying and fears that she's gotten into the crawl space again. He apologizes for yelling at Marion, which he did, and he grabs a flashlight to investigate. Now again. Subtitle said, not Marion crying. Yeah. So thanks for spoiling it for people who have not seen it. <laughs> Do better, Amazon Brian. Like, I've seriously. Said that before. But he looks into the crawl space and Billy turns to watch as Henry crawls inside. He sees a figure in the darkness and crawls over to her. But when he gets there, it's not Marion. It's, a it's stack, not Marion. It's like a stack. Yeah, seriously. It is not Marion. But I don't know if this is a stack of laundry or what. It's not a it, puppet. It's not a mannequin. It kind of looks like bones with... With clothes on it, but then it's like, why the hell is it down there? Who set that up? Yeah, who did that? (laughs) And why? Great questions that we will not get an answer to. (laughs) But the crawl space door closes behind him and he yells for Marion to open it. The scene goes silent as Henry turns around to face the darkness with his flashlight. The fear is finally setting in and he calls for Marion again, but hears Billy's voice, reminiscent of his childhood, say, hello, Henry. Nope. He turns around and sees Mary's hand reach around a support beam. We get this awesome 1970s style zoom towards it. So you tell me that this shot could not have fit in The Conjuring. No, it definitely could have. Oh, yeah. Right? I know it's the same director and same cinematographer, but it's like, come on. Yeah. (laughs) This is seriously. But Henry turns to see Mary Shaw is right next to him. He falls back against a beam, screaming very loudly. Mary just smiles and goes in for the kill. We see his body fall back and his tongue is torn out. But if he knew not to scream, why yeah, did he scream? Yeah, there's really only one rule in regards to this woman mm-hmm. and nobody seems to be following no. it. <laughs> well, shit's scary, man. <laughs> like, I mean, what do you- But he already survived it once. Yeah, but that was young Henry. <laughs> <laughs> one thing, though, I did want to point out, I'm kind of bummed because in the unrated version, we see Mary Shaw- somewhat blurry in the background, opening her mouth and her tongue made up of like dozens of tongues of all her victims just slithers out and she adds Henry's tongue to her collection of voices. That is awesome. Yeah, I thought that that's the symbolism of taking someone's voice and just adding it and so you have this like gross chain of tongues. 
it's fantastic no it's cool i don't know why they cut it out of the theatrical version and oddly this is the first of like three instances where the tongue shows up in the unrated version that it does not show up at all in the theatrical i wonder why i think it adds much more to the lore because she's a ventriloquist who is literally stealing voices and y'all took her tongue yes so now she's taking yours and it also explains some of the world building as far as how she was able to mimic lisa so perfectly it does she literally took her voice yeah I see that. Your sister showed me that. Uh-huh. And, on uh, YouTube. Yeah, mm. on YouTube. I don't know if it was the video quality, but that tongue looked very bad. <laughs> and I, I so I, I told your sister, I said, I get it. That mm-hmm. makes more sense. I said, that would have looked a lot cooler. Right. I was like, but the tongue looks a little... You know what I mean? It looks well, a little off. It was 2007. Yeah. But I mean, no, I get what <laughs> yeah. you're saying, though. It would. I feel like that would have made the kill better. I agree. You know no, I mean? definitely. Instead of just his body falling yeah. back. And we get these quick saw edits. You know, another thing, though, this movie cost 20 million dollars to make. God damn. Which is very surprising because I feel like this movie with what we see, Blumhouse could make it for like 1.5. Yeah, yeah that. so I want to know I don't, where the money went. Yeah, I, uh, maybe somebody's the set, pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking maybe the set design, maybe the maybe I don't know, and I don't know. But it went to electric razors. Yeah. <laughs> That's true, because she looks really cool. And she that does. could be yeah, the all, creature yeah. design. And they had to build all these dolls as well, and they all look oh, really yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, no, they do. But I digress. In the next scene, we see Jamie returning to his father's mansion. In the dining room, Ella is seated next to Edward, feeding him soup. After being offered a bowl, Jamie's like, I didn't come here to eat. (laughs) I came here to talk about Mary Shaw. And I'm like, well, first of all, you drink soup, but (laughs) go off. (laughs) Jamie says Edward lied to him and asked what Michael Ashen and their family has to do with Mary. Edward finally comes clean. Michael, who is Jamie's great uncle, vanished without a trace and the Ashton family obviously suspected Mary Shaw. It's like, who else? Who did he well, get yeah. into a spat with? <laughs> <laughs> we know that he has beef with Mary. Yeah. yeah. So suspect number one. So like a band of vigilantes, the family just bursts into her home and we see in a flashback that they force her to scream and they cut out her tongue. I don't understand why they cut out her tongue. Yeah, uh, that was a little... That's how she makes a living. <laughs> she's not making any living. She's not living. Yeah. Well, you're killing why, her. Yeah, if you're just going to kill her, what, is that, what does that matter? Well, they're fucking jerks. All well, right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, I don't know. But the problem is that Mary didn't stay dead, and she started taking her revenge. Each of the men involved, including others from Raven's Fair, were killed. Then so are their wives, and their children, and their children's children. Edward says he knows that Jamie resents him for sending him away from the town, but he did it to protect him. Only now, after what happened to Lisa, he finally realized that you can't escape your fate. You don't think that maybe you should have told me this earlier? He's like, Mary, no, it's not ringing Mm-mm. a bell. Now go over there. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but Jamie now realizes the gravity of the situation, and he says he doesn't know how, but he's going to stop it. He leaves the mansion, but bumps right into Lipton. Does this detective have a GPS in his ass? Is this like, the only case he... he's in? <laughs> I'm starting to think that maybe he's the killer. Really? You know? Like, you seem to be yeah, showing up at a lot of... Yeah. It's like, I, I'm working. Yeah. <laughs> but Lipton asks where Billy is, and also lets it slip that all the other dummies in the gravesite are missing too. We actually see through flashbacks and quick saw-like editing that Lipton dug up all... <laughs> All the graves. <laughs> he's, he's so angry. He throws yeah. down the shovel. He's like, God damn it. That was an afternoon wasted. That a hundred 
101 yes. yeah. and he did that quick he did and i gotta say after the first like 30 graves and you'd be like i'm just gonna assume they're all gone. Well, yeah I'm he not didn't even really look dirty not really he said he had stubble though he had oh, stubble. yeah <laughs> But he backs Jamie through the front door, back into the house, interrogating him. Lipton threatens to arrest him for stealing evidence, saying that nobody in town has ever even heard of Mary Shaw, but Ella walks in to check on Jamie. So I know Lipton says it's a ghost story or whatever, but he literally spent all goddamn day, like we said, digging up these graves at Mary Shaw's gravesite. So he knows that she did exist. Yeah, I have another question, too. So hmm. they murdered her. Yes. And still honored her wishes to to become a doll. Yes. Right. But they also went through the effort of making graves and and headstones and burying 101 dolls. That was part of her wishes, man. I'm, I'm just <laughs> yeah, like, but no, why are y'all right. going above yeah. and beyond for her when you murdered her? Well, they're like, we, like we went too far. <laughs> we we talked about bad. Atonement. <laughs> yeah. But it turns out there's an urgent phone call for Jamie that Lipton allows him to take. Jamie grabs the phone and it's Henry. His voice is all distorted and the line is breaking up, but he says that he can prove that Jamie did not kill Lisa and tells Jamie to meet him at the theater. Jamie tells Lipton what Henry said, but Lipton's like, look, I'm done with the ghost stories. And he brandishes his handcuffs saying, don't make me cuff you in front of your mom. (laughs) Jamie, using absolutely 0% of his cunning, just knocks Lipton over and runs for his car. And he must have been tired from all that digging because he went went down like nothing. And he stayed on the ground. He's like, motherfucker, come on. I noticed when he's on the phone with Henry, when he hangs up, he looks at the phone mm-hmm. like it's Henry. He's like, oh, <laughs> he's like all confused. It's like, what the like the, he's who's, he's one of three people you've talked to. Yeah, this like, I'd be mad to him. Like, can't you just tell me on the phone? I got to get in no, a boat yeah. and go what all the, the way fuck? over there again. And why would Henry be at the theater? He, yeah, what? he wouldn't. The, the, I, I mean, unless or, there's something he found there that he has to show him. But, but I don't he didn't see go. Henry going. No, I don't know. But Lipton, of course, follows behind him in his cruiser. We actually get shots of the cars driving, unlike the chase at the end of Saw, which maybe that's where some of the money went. (laughs) (laughs) But Jamie hops out of the car and into the boat again, rowing across the foggy lake to get to the theater. We see Lipton arrive right after him, grabbing a shotgun and a flashlight from the back of his car. And Lipton calls for Jamie as we see him head inside. Inside the theater, Jamie calls out for Henry. He once again climbs onto the stage, going behind the curtain as... Not Henry <laughs> calls from the rafters. <laughs> Those subtitles are just out it's of pocket. Pretty messed up, man. <laughs> but Henry, or excuse me, not Henry, says that he's in Mary's little apartment, basically. As Jamie heads inside with a lantern calling out for Henry, Lipton appears behind him with the shotgun at the ready, saying, Guess again. He rode across that lake quick so as fast. Fuck. He was on the Olympic team, I believe. <laughs> Where did that other boat come from? I don't know. Oh, it's like a GTA logic. If you wait, it'll respond respond. and you can go across. It's funny because Jamie tells him that Henry's here, but Lipton's like, our boats are the only two out there. And so, yeah, it's like, because I was literally, I wrote in my notes. I was like, how the fuck did he get across? Yeah. Because he was in the only boat, but apparently it's a second boat. (laughs) Did not know about that. Put in a cheat code. (laughs) But just then they both hear Henry's voice startling them the two men approach a wall and they hear some ghostly humming jamie asks lipton to hold his lantern as he walks behind a couch getting closer to the wall he tells lipton that whatever happens don't scream and then he seemingly disappears behind the wall as lipton comes around we see that it's kind of an optical illusion and there's some open path behind the wall itself yeah looks really cool it does i will admit that that when that 
scene happened, mm-hmm. I was like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's that because it is. Uh-huh. You can't even really tell that it's there. No. But once he and even when he goes through it, it's mm-hmm. like, holy shit, he went through the wall. Yeah. <laughs> and then when the camera pans around it, then it's like, hey, like, oh, yeah. I, I don't know why, but it it fit with Mary Shaw because I'm like, I don't know. This is some vaudeville shit. No, yeah. it is. Right. Yeah. I just, it's really cool. But Lipton catches up, giving Jamie his lantern and taking the lead. As they continue, they find a massive room filled with various doll parts, cobwebs, and just absolute disrepair. Lipton picks up a doll <laughs> off the ground, and he's like, you know, if I see one more of these things, and he throws it behind him, but the doll catches on a large red cloth, pulling it down to reveal a <laughs> hundred cases filled with the dolls from the gravesite. The only one missing is Billy. Of course. Of course. And Jamie then notices a red sheet draped over a chair. He tears it off to reveal the decayed corpse of Michael Ashen attached to strings like a marionette. Cyber, so just realized these red sheets are kind of reminiscent of Jigsaw's work. Yes. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. Oh, Interesting. All right. All right. And that boy is pretty well preserved. I, I thought that as well. How many years later is this? Well, I mean, she's an excellent craftsman. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that's the this is my major complaint with the film. I want a film where maybe the villain was wrongfully killed. She, right. She didn't kill no. this kid. I would have loved that. But instead, they're like, no, she turned him yeah, into a doll. Yeah, she did. I was thinking about this last night when we watched it because we talked about that with uh, Freddy Krueger, too. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, nah, the bitch did that. Like, Yeah. Oh, she, Beretta did that shit. She, <laughs> so, she's guilty. Yeah, I would have much preferred, you know, give some layers to it. And right. That would make more sense why she's so vengeful. Yeah, because she's like, you fucking i was yeah. trying to get an act to, together I'm just trying yeah. to entertain. <laughs> yeah. but michael's head lurches up and scares the shit out of lipton but it's just jamie pulling the strings for some reason well don't play with it <laughs> no that's <laughs> your fucking great uncle dude show some respect disrespectful just as jamie remarks that they've solved a 70 year old missing persons case the room goes silent jamie's like this is how it starts <laughs> he's like just <laughs> bear with me but they turn around to see every single doll inside the case begin to creakily turn their eyes and heads to the right in a pretty eerie display. I really like the sounds. Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 Again, the sound design in a movie called Dead Silence is yeah, pretty great. fantastic. But they then see a dummy made to look like a clown slowly rocking back and forth in the chair. It's pretty cool shot because he's rocking in and out of the shadows. Yeah. Just made me wonder why they picked Billy to be the face of everything, because this doll is infinitely creepy, creepier <laughs> uh, than Billy. But I don't see her taking that clown on the road for some shows. Billy makes more sense. He has I a mean, suit. I, <laughs> yeah, he's dressed for the occasion. He's Jimmy Carr. He's, he's pretty just plain. You know what I mean? Yeah. He is. That's what I'm and saying. I'm sure you already know I'm going to say that I love the clown. Of course. Yes. Right. The clown dummy. Mm-hmm. But I agree. I feel like that would have made it, you know what I mean? A little more... I don't know. It's just that Billy is cool, but he's just like he's just in a suit. I think but we wouldn't have been able to make so many goosebumps jokes. No, we would not. (laughs) All right. All right. (laughs) And if they had opened up that unmarked package and it was the clown, they would have burned it immediately. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) And then we wouldn't have a movie. No, they would have been eating Chinese food (laughs) in a short film. But when Jamie calls out to Mary Shaw, the rocking stops. The dummy's eyes open and Mary remarks, clever. It's like, oh, shit. When Jamie asks what she wants, she says to silence all those who silenced her. When he asks if that's why she killed Michael, she says it's so hard to construct the perfect doll. And we then see a swirling montage of various dolls. And she says that sometimes you have to use existing parts. 
and I oop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tough. <laughs> Sorry I asked. <laughs> we then see a flashback of Mary wiping the mouth of Michael's corpse, and we hear her saying, I love you, mommy, but her voice fades into his voice saying it. We then see a close-up of his dead face giving way to his now decayed visage. Jamie asks why she killed Lisa, and the clown says, come closer and I'll tell you. Don't. Lipton's like, don't do it, dude. Don't do that. But Jamie inches closer towards the clown. He's not very (laughs) smart. We've already got to. It's like uh, Mark in Midsummer. She said she's going to show me. (laughs) All right. (laughs) That's all I needed to hear. Did you guys see the OG Billy from saw yes just chilling on the ground uh, just hanging out <laughs> it's like hey i know you interesting little side story did she sell him to jigsaw I like how did yeah. no, I, I don't know i just was very happy to see him yeah <laughs> but mary says if he comes closer she'll whisper it to him jamie kneels down putting his ear to the clown she tells him he wasn't the last ashen the last ashen was inside of her then in lisa's voice the clown says oh jamie you adopted us a baby Ain't that some shit? That is fucked up. But the clown begins to laugh as Jamie falls back towards Lipton. Just then, Mary's hands clasp both sides of the dummy's face and raises it up. Lipton reminds Jamie not to scream before cocking the shotgun and firing it, destroying the clown doll and causing Mary to scream. Again, in the unrated version, you see Mary's tongue slithering through the clown would have been a cool shot. Yeah, I don't know why they're leaving these out. This was a cool little shot. Yes, and that... Could have done a little more, but <laughs> well, I'm like, why do you get to scream? Yeah, well, she's like, I'm the one that takes the tongues, so <laughs> I make the rules. I can do whatever I want. Exactly. But just then, one by one, the dolls in the case turn their heads to face forward. As they do, their faces begin to warp and distort as Mary's spirit tries to live through them. The CG work is interesting. It's not bad. It looks eerie. Mm-hmm. I don't hate it. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> You obviously didn't like it's, it. It's yeah, not. Know. It's not bad, but it's not. It's not great. Yeah, but it. But it. I. I do understand what was going on, so I'm yeah. not gonna knock it that much because mm-hmm. it. Like I said, it didn't look the best, but it was like okay, I see. You <laughs> Again, know? it's fine. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. It's fine. But Lipton is basically playing whack a mole with a shotgun, <laughs> <laughs> just trying to keep Mary's spirit at bay. Eventually, Jamie's like, fuck it, and he throws his lantern into the wall of dolls, setting the whole thing on fire. Before they make their exit, Jamie sees Michael's corpse stand up, only to see Mary standing behind him. After seeing this, Jamie just hightails it out of there after Lipton. Well. (laughs) Yeah. The dolls burn as the men try to make their exit through the corridor. Mary glides after them like Nancy in the craft, and and they try to make their way again across those rickety rafters. Before they can fully cross them, though, the rafters finally give way. Jamie's able to grab on, but Lipton falls, screaming, breaking the one cardinal sin. Yep. Mary's spirit swoops right down, grabbing Lipton through the stage curtains. He reaches through them at Jamie, but we see that his tongue has been torn out, and he screams through a hanging jaw, falling to his death (laughs) as his electric razor buzzes on the ground. You ought to have to do that. (laughs) You ought to have to do that. I thought it was fucked up because his razor got more attention (laughs) than he did. Which brings me to my point. Hmm. He looked cool with his face all fucked up. I feel like he deserved a better death. Really? Yeah. Because he's there and then he's not. Like he's there and then he's just dead. He fell. All right. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I did laugh out loud when they're like zoomed in on the Clippers. He was blurry and his razor (laughs) was focused. I'm like, come on, man. Poor Lee Winnell. That's all I was thinking. (laughs) 
But Jamie climbs back up, greeted by the spirit of Mary Shaw. He lets go of the rafters, falling through the ground into the water beneath the theater, holding his mouth as not to scream on the way down. Admittedly, that does look a little funny. It does. (laughs) But I get it. Yeah. In the water, Jamie grabs a flashlight and swims around mannequins and other dull debris. He reemerges outside, swimming across the lake to the other side of the bridge. He is down there for so long. He, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I, I, I would be dead. I'm literally <laughs> Sonic when he doesn't get that. No, oh, yeah. Ah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm gone. Like, I'm dead. I, I do want to say though, we get this great shot through the fog of a silhouette of the theater burning. And it reminded me a lot of like the Universal monster movies. Yeah. Of like, it's it just had that atmosphere. Again, they seem to have worked really hard on the atmosphere of this right. film. Say what you will about certain other aspects no, of yeah, it. Yeah. That, uh, that atmosphere is the shit. <laughs> I just got to be honest. But Jamie gets back to his car and we see the case of dolls continue to burn, lingering on Billy's empty slot with Jamie realizing there's one more doll left to destroy. Frantic piano, even more similar now to the Exorcist theme, begins to play as Jamie races to the funeral home. Was there like an established rule that I missed that destroying all the dolls was going to stop her? It's a shot in the dark. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't hear anything. <laughs> because he seems he's like, one more. Yeah. What, 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 what? I mean, technically, she's she's trying to live through the dolls. She's been using Billy all goddamn film. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, maybe if I get rid of all of them, what's what what's the vessel? What vessel can she use? All right. But once he gets there, he calls out to Henry, heading down to the mortuary when he hears Marion crying. Actually, Marion. <laughs> yes. He turns on the light to find Marion cradling Henry's corpse. He asks where Billy is, but she tells him that Edward came and took him. Confused, Jamie speeds through the rain to the Ashen Mansion. Did anybody else notice the fact that he did not give a shit that Henry was dead? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, ooh, damn. Yeah. Sorry where's, about your where's Billy. Yeah, where, where's the doll? It's tough. He's like, one track mine. <laughs> I was like, damn, man. That man was up. trying to help you. Mm-hmm. Could have offered her an egg, right? In a <laughs> trying time. Time. <laughs> but through thunder and lightning, Jamie makes his way up to the staircase in the dark. The ticking of a grandfather clock greets him at the top of the stairs, only for it to distort and go completely silent. Jamie continues on to a large room where he finds a fire burning in the fireplace. He hears the voices of Lipton and Henry echo in the room, but there's no one else there. He makes his way past some covered furniture, eventually tearing one of the sheets off to find Billy. Who put him in the bassinet? (laughs) (laughs) He got tired. I don't know. It's been a long day. Who did that? I guess that's why he would be put. (laughs) Not who. I don't know who. He's sleepy. Yeah. (laughs) But Jamie picks him up. Just then... Mary Shaw bursts from behind the drapes of a window, gliding towards Jamie and reaching out for Billy. Jamie throws Billy into the fire, which causes Mary to scream and recede back into the drapes, seemingly defeated. Right. But I mean, I guess this was my question with why do we have to destroy the dolls? Because she's not only living through the dolls, like she's a whole ass apparition out here. And so I'm like, why did her why did destroying Billy hurt her? She's not in Billy right now. Well, it's her son. Come on. I don't know. <laughs> that was emotional. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know. I guess it the was vessel. She needs it to yeah. be there. Not Billy. Yeah. Well, she spent a lot of time making it. Imagine if you made uh, something. Someone just that's why it hurt. the fire. No. Yeah. But lightning strikes and Jamie notices that Edward is in the room seated in his wheelchair. Jamie turns on a lamp and leans closer to his father, whose eyes are open. When he leans down and reaches out to him, Edward falls forward in the chair. We then see that Edward's body has been completely hollowed out this whole time. He's been basically a lifelike doll. Yeah. Well, hollowed out except for some back meat. 
that was yeah, there's some, yeah. some ribs for later, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but we then get James Wan's patented retroactive reveal flashbacks as we see Edward's scene play out again, only this time with extra shots and angles of Ella controlling Edward like a dummy. We also see her throwing her voice, which reveals that she was providing Henry's voice on the telephone. We then get a shot of Ella with a mirror behind her, revealing Mary Shaw in the reflection. Everything begins to swirl as we see the designs and sketches in Mary's book. We once again see the note, to make the perfect doll, with Mary turning it over to reveal a drawing of Ella. We then see Ella standing behind Jamie, Mary's voice coming through her once again asking, Now, who's the dummy? Jamie screams as Mary's spirit smiles and collects his tongue. We hear the music box play again as we see photos of Jamie, Lisa, Lipton, and Henry, all as dolls, along with Edward and Ella. We hear Jamie recite Mary Shaw's poem one final time as Mary's hand closes the book and the credits roll. So, what did you guys think of Dead Silence? I liked the Ella twist. I don't know if it completely makes sense because have we, like, so she made Ella into a doll or she's possessing Ella. Ella is the perfect doll. So she's Pinocchio. So she's, <laughs> yeah, she's a real girl. So she she's working through Ella then. Yes. I still don't understand either. <laughs> I just, okay, I guess my issue is that Mary Shaw's abilities are not defined. Like she can do anything. She can be an apparition on her own. She can be in the doll. She can possess Ella's body. I feel like that's... That's your hang up. That's where I get confused, but... I liked that twist because the dude looks like a fucking corpse from the first time oh, yeah. we see him. Yeah. And we're just supposed to be like, oh, he had a stroke. He's sick. But it's like, no, he's literally dead. And Ashley he, Larry no, over here. <laughs> he looks dead. No, absolutely. So I like twists that you look back and you're like, God, he's obvious. That's obviously a dead man. How did I not see that? And it's kind of like we talked about with other twist endings going back and being able to rewatch the film. Right. He no, because he is clearly a dummy the entire yeah, time. Yeah, and she's standing behind him every, every time, time he talks and she has her arm around him every time he talks. <laughs> yeah. I like that, honestly. And, and what's funny is that you saying that for some reason in my head, mm -hmm. I was like, man, he looks worse and worse every time yeah. we see him. <laughs> but he looked the same the yeah. whole time. Just bad. He's in bad shape. No, yeah. but I like it. Obviously, the story has some issues. Um, the dialogue had some issues. Mm -hmm. There were some holes, like I said at the beginning. But I mean, I feel like overall, it's a really interesting story to tell. Mm -hmm. I just wish maybe they would have put a little more time into it. And like I had said before, the runtime is so short. Oh, it is. We could have gotten a little more fleshing out of characters or maybe a little more background on Ella because she greets him at the house. She talks to him a little bit later and then boom, it's a twist. Like, I feel like I would like to have trusted her a little bit before the twist. Well, at least she showed up to the funeral. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Singing, bring me to life. <laughs> Wake me up. But yeah, I mean, it undeniably has issues, but I'm not mad at this movie as a whole. I'll agree with that. Mm -hmm. If you haven't seen this movie, go watch it. There is, for me, more like questions and like, you know, obviously we know, you know, we've said it quite a few times. I think the main problem is I, I feel like I don't know if this is, is this classified as a horror comedy or is it just horror? Oh, it's not a comedy No, it's a at horror all. movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's not? Feel, no, no, the detective oh, wow. is, the detective yeah, is funny. Yeah, because <laughs> he, for me, like I said, he's the best and worst part of this movie <laughs> because he's so animated and he's taking that screen time like, hey, look at me, you know? Mm -hmm. 
but he's <laughs> he too really over the top. Like there's a lot of you did not need to do that. <laughs> he you, doesn't fit anybody else. No, no. not he's at all. In his own movie. Not at all. <laughs> yeah. But it, but it, like I said, it's not a bad movie. It's just, I feel like you just watch it for what it is. You right. know what I mean? It's not bad, but don't. Don't try to dig into it because it's not. Well, don't think that you're going to watch Insidious or The Conjuring. Yeah, because okay, you're not. Yeah, yeah. I will agree with both of you. It's not a perfect movie at all, but I really enjoy a lot of aspects of it. Oh no, yeah. yeah. And like you said, wishing that they would have had more time. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen what Lee Winnell would have written if there wasn't so much meddling. Yeah. Right. I, I totally agree. Because I feel like the bones of this story are pretty great. Yeah. And it's just a shame that we didn't get to see the vision that they had in mind, even if he did kind of rush to get this idea done. Yeah. Imagine if they let him take his time and yeah, nobody fucked with him. <laughs> that really sucks to know that. Yeah. Because it does. The story, everything, like is set up to be great but Mm -hmm. like to learn that that they came in and like what could have been if you guys wouldn't have fucked with this movie Mm -hmm. you know i feel like if there's one thing we've learned from doing the show is that studio meddling is bullshit it's never good it's never never good. good i also really quick wanted to talk about did you see the alternate ending yes i kind of like that better than the one we got there's more background to ella and edward's relationship through Mm -hmm. you know the flashbacks during the reveal and he abuses her and she's pregnant and loses her baby. And it kind of, it, it just makes more sense as to why she would kind of, I don't know, I guess it just, it fleshes her out more. And then she kind of keeps Jamie as a little boy. Mm-hmm. It's, but I think that also gives you more reason to hate Edward because now it's just like, Oh, he just paints people out of pictures. Well, I mean, that's all. But (laughs) in that same vein, it makes more sense as to why Jamie came in all hot when he was like, no, I know who my father is. It's like, no, your father's a piece of shit. And we see that now. I mean, I don't don't really get that here. No, it's like Jamie chill. Yeah. (laughs) Calm down. He hires painters. Calm down. (laughs) (laughs) But she like poses them all on the couch and takes a family photo with them. And, I don't know. I just I feel like I liked that one a little bit more because it still has the same reveal, but it's not just okay. You're okay, dummy. And then it's just <laughs> over. Yeah. But that I mean that's just me. It also changes the framing device as well, where she's reading this story to yes somebody, and yeah. then you learn that it's Jamie as yeah. a doll at the end, and, and you're that's like oh pretty shit. fucking neat. Yeah. But if they went with that ending, then she's a real person. She's not a doll. So how is she the perfect doll? Well, Mary Shaw's voice was still coming through her when she was. Re- oh, I don't get. I, I'm. I'm, well, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I don't fully get the perfect on. doll thing. Maybe it's a matter of possession instead of actually making a doll. Although there were sketches of musculature in the book. <laughs> yeah. That- Look, the point is, <laughs> don't already, dig into it. We've already said this. <laughs> right? But I guess that brings us to ratings, and I'll go first. As I said, I, I have a special fondness for this movie. Yeah. And again, I know it's not perfect, but I really, really like a lot of what is brought to the table here. It really feels like pioneering of a lot of things that would eventually be perfected later. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, it really feels like the jumping off point to the franchises that we know and love. Right. And don't get me started on the atmosphere. I've talked it up enough. (laughs) Love the fog, love the gothic, everything. The fact also that ventriloquism genuinely unsettles me doesn't hurt (laughs) at all 
And of course, the Juan Winnell supergroup. Of course. Fantastic. I think my biggest thing about this movie is I feel like it does not get the credit it deserves. And hopefully having listened to this or seeing that we're releasing an episode on this will make some people go back and actually give it another chance. Yeah. But I digress. Out of 10 dug up dolls, (laughs) I'm going to give Dead Silence 6.5 out of 10 dug up dolls. Again, I love this movie a lot, but I have to be realistic with the score. (laughs) You know, what this movie does for me, I have to accept that a lot of it is not necessarily good. (laughs) (laughs) I suppose. But I will now open the floor to you. I just want to take this second to say I'm glad that you gave it that score. (laughs) Really? Because I I was a, I I know you like the movie mm-hmm. and I was a, I was like man you know <laughs> I because I get it when She's we like ten out of ten <laughs> you know <laughs> when we when we you know like something we tend to kind of be you know favorite yeah. a little more but um I feel the same way really? I agree with you yeah I uh, it does suck that they came in and messed with the movie because mm-hmm. I didn't know that and that really sucks because we won't get what would have been. Never. And we got this, which isn't a bad movie, but there is a lot of holes. Mm -hmm. Like two, just one thing, and then I'll give my score, but he said that they came after the families and the the mothers and the children. Dude, you're still alive. This happened when you were a kid. What are you talking about? What, Henry? Yeah. Yeah. Well, this centuries haven't passed, or you know what I mean? Like, uh usually there's a legend or there's some shit, and it's like, well, 500 years ago, she haunts the fourth. (laughs) Well, they also bypassed Jamie to murder his unborn child. Yeah. uh, Nobody (laughs) wants to talk about that. (laughs) It's just the timeline felt a little, (laughs) you know, it was just like, what? what And the town's empty. I want more of a town. (laughs) So everybody in this town was family, and And, you killed them all? And they're all dead. They're all dead. But it, it is. There's a lot of really good visuals. The lady is scary. Absolutely. Um, it's it is. It's really. It, it does have a lot of good things to it. I mm-hmm. just hate that they came in and did this to it. Because if not, I feel like like you said, this could have been mm-hmm. a really good movie. Yeah. But out of ten dug up dolls, I'm gonna give it a six point five. Wow. All right. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't think we need to rehash everything. Most of the time when we watch a movie, it takes me a really long time to wrestle Mm -hmm. with the score going between a few numbers. Mm -hmm. As soon as the credits started on this movie, I was like, I I know what I'm reading. (laughs) It's like I immediately knew, which never happens for me. But it's funny because this hasn't happened in a while. Hmm. On a scale from one to ten dug up dolls, I also give Dead Silence 6.5 out of ten. Dug up dolls. Yeah. No way. So ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Hit the jackpot. Yeah. And like I said, it wasn't that it was bad. It was just a lot of, like I said, and that's what kind of confused me mm-hmm. was dude was funny, but everybody else wasn't. You're like, am and I then supposed it was, to yeah, be I was like, right I don't now? know what's happening. Is that man supposed to be hilarious? Yeah. He's like, killing what? me. Because he was. <laughs> well, that's all from us at Podmortem. What would you rate Dead Silence and what should we watch next? Let us know on Twitter at the Podmortem. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook. Be sure to follow each of us on Twitter at TravisMWH, at Blood and Smoke, and at RealStreeter84. Please consider pledging to our Patreon and stay tuned until after the music for a special thank you to our Wendigo Getter patrons. And remember, the next time you want to scoff at an old superstition, 
maybe it would be wise to hold your tongue. Until next time. Thank you for staying tuned until after the music for our special shout out to our Wendigo Getter patrons. Yeah. <laughs> hey, dolls. Yeah, Thank you guys uh, really? so much. <laughs> Are you drunk? What the fuck? All right. Sorry. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. Very special thank you goes out to Chris Ontiveros, Kristen Lofton, Megan Martinez, Kimberly Bass, Melanie Van Heusden, Sophie Hodson, Anthony Jerome M., Gary Fender, Jordan Nash, Kent and Allison Morton, Guy54, Lala Thomas, Travis and Nisa Hunter, Miguel Myers, ATX, and Mandy. Thank you all so much. Thank you guys thank infinitely. You. Oh, thank yeah. you, thank you, thank you. It seriously means the world. We know that there would not be a show without you because we're no dummies. Hey. <laughs> like Billy. Yeah, you know? there was a hundred right. of them. A lot, in the film. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time. <laughs>